everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. All right. Thank you for once again tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. Last time on the show, we talked about premarital counseling, and we thought it only right to talk about marriage counseling. When you're in it, you're in it, and sometimes you need a little help. You need a little tweaks. You don't just drive your car without taking it to the mechanic. You need it to keep working so you get the oil changed, right? So let's talk about some marriage maintenance. I like it. I like it. I think that's a perfect way to go. Marriage maintenance. Got to do it. It's good to have an outside opinion, no matter how great of a mechanic we may think we are. Sometimes you just have to take it to someone else to to do a tune-up or something else. So using that same analogy. But yeah, so marriage counseling, as described by the Mayo Clinic, is also called couples therapy and is a type of psychotherapy. Marriage counseling helps couples of all types recognize and resolve conflicts and improve their relationships. Through marriage counseling, you can make thoughtful decisions about rebuilding and strengthening your relationship or going your separate ways. Done. I like that. I like that they have the words couples therapy. I think it takes a little bit of the stigma off of it. I think it would maybe make some people more willing to go and put in some extra work on their marriage as they see fit or see that they need it. What's your opinion on that? I'd like that they've brought in that definition as well. I do think that everyone could benefit from a check-in mm-hmm. at least every six months to a year, preferably with the same person, but it doesn't have to be. If yeah. life changes allow that not to be consistent. But it's more so just having a third party help see your blind spots. We all have blind spots. We all have things that we assume. We all have things in our life that we may not see. And that is the same in our marriages because you get so used to your routine. So having a third party help you see those things and help you present a neutral space and a totally outside opinion is definitely beneficial, I think. So that's what I think on that. But Paul, who do I go to? I got my premarital counseling. Do I go back to that same person? Does that change? Who do I want to allow to know all of my stuff, man? I'm glad you asked. I would say your premarital counseling, if you had a great experience with them, it's also someone that knows your history carefully or hopefully you've checked in with them. They've had a follow-up after you got married and you have some type of consistent relationship there. So that would be a good place. But there are definitely licensed, certified marriage counselors where this is their profession that would definitely be open. And you can do a quick Google search and start the process there. And I think one of those two will land you where you are. But don't be afraid. What I'll say on that is don't be afraid to look for someone to fit. But don't have such strict requirements that Mm. you don't find. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. That uh, that makes all the sense in the world to me because it's more about taking the action of getting into a place where you can do the work. And what we all know is if it's not working in that space, you can change your space. You don't have to stick with the same counselor if they're not feeding you what you need to survive. I'll just put that out there. Now, I could be afraid that 
this counselor is going to put me on blast about some stuff. What kind of, I'll say, responsibility do they have to keep my private life private? They are bound by rules governing bodies that say they can and cannot speak on anything that is spoken within the realm of your discussions, barring the need for professional help if we're talking about harmful situations, either self-harm with maybe substance abuse or also marital strife with domestic violence. Obviously, those things may be escalated to more experts on those fields, a substance abuse counselor, Uh, counselor, but generally those would be upon your acceptance of those less dire straight where they need to emergency situations. So I would say you are safe to be free in those spaces because they're bound by law, not to say anything uh, to anyone. So you can, so you can be free there. And Brian, I ask you, what are some of the topics that you can bring in marriage counseling? Do you think? Oh, man, my wife likes to to nag and it hurts my feelings. Um, Like I go out there and I'm doing the best that I can to provide for the family. And she's telling me I need to come home and spend more time at home. And who's going to make the money? I think that's uh, probably a topic that a lot of people could relate to. I would say trying to bring a female perspective in, which is going to be treacherous ground for me to walk on. So right. I'm, I'm going to try both, We're both guys yeah, that yeah. don't have a female perspective. Just throw that out there. But, you know, I want to try to be inclusive here and speak on it so you can maybe be more, I want to say, intuitive as a man when your wife speaks to you. They might not say it in so many words, but in my experience, they'll tell you verbatim what they need. If you feel your husband's not listening to you when you're speaking and sharing your feelings about certain situations, as men, we need to be better equipped on not only hearing what our wives are saying, but actively listening, as we mentioned in the last episode, reflecting back to them, you know, what we actually how we interpreted what they said. So we can better understand. And if we're wrong, have them restate what they said so we can fully understand how they're feeling. Not trying not to be hurt by what they say to us, knowing that this is their feeling. And also, I want to say learning that we have the capability to change that, taking that, taking on that responsibility, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I think those are both examples of topics and focuses that marriage counseling will bring. So, yes, those things that people can see as small or common as far as maybe nagging as that example. But the beautiful thing about a counselor is they can find the why behind what you would see as nagging and help you guys work through that so it won't feel like nagging and maybe find different ways. So it's about tooling and how to communicate topics, some more topics, obviously some more serious ones that we would think about besides communication, which is huge. Difficulties with sex in that space, because a lot of people don't really know how to talk through that. Conflicts with child rearing and blending families. Mm-hmm. Those would be topics I would talk about. Anger. Um, yes, sir. Maybe anger, not anger. And then obvious. And then an, another one is infidelity. 
So those are some deep ones. And we're talking about marriage and marriage is tougher than woodpecker lips. <laughs> These are the hard things you may not want to hear and just know that it's a resource out there. That's why we're talking about these topics. And with those, as we talked about, it's more about the tools. So problem solving. How do we solve these problems as a unit? How do we solve these problems even amongst ourselves before we come as a unit? And how to discuss what those differences are, but in a rational, open, vulnerable setting so we can actually accomplish something, not just speaking what we're feeling, but also hearing what the other person's feeling. And then upon that, how do we feel as a marriage in this? So that's, I think that's what is a good, that would be what marriage counseling is all about, I would say. Yeah, man, that, that's a big two letter word you just uh, dropped there. We, mm. that, that we mindset, we mm-hmm. in everything that we do, yeah, <laughs> everything that we have, right? especially <laughs> the money. That is not the money word. Yes. So that is. That's huge. And what my wife and I, we try to say is you are two individuals. And a lot of time people say it's two becoming one. It's actually really two people deciding what's best for us. Hmm. So what is, how do we, and it's not a competition. It's not, do I win? Does husband win? Does wife win? It's how do we win? How does the marriage win? So that's a mindset that really helps in marriage just to to flip that parameter. And if people have never even thought about it that way, yeah. that is usually a mind-blowing concept, but it also is hard to, it takes some work to get to that we, especially if you've never thought of it that way ever. And hearing that concept is like, oh, that makes sense. I want that. But how <laughs> do I get that? Yeah, And man. that's where you can get those tools in counseling. That is awesome. And just because it popped in my mind, I wanted to stick on the money portion of what we said. Stay tuned. Don't go. Don't go. But I, what, what I wanted to mention was how. All right. So it's just from a man's perspective, I'm over that hurdle of the money situation. Right. And by the money situation, what I mean is. It's not mine anymore. It's ours. Mm-hmm. And that was a big hurdle. But on the other side of that, I have to say how empowering it is to know that my wife has the freedom to spend our money. Right Mm -hmm. now in my relationship, I am the primary, we'll say earner. And I don't want that to come off as sounding a dominance thing Mm -hmm. as empowerment. It is empowering to me to know that I accomplished it. Right. That I don't want to say I don't care because that's far from the truth. I want to say that um, I am feeling like more of a provider mm-hmm. by getting over that hurdle and knowing that we can have conversations about how the money's going to be spent, knowing that my wife has access to all the money and at any point she could decide to go and spend all of it if she really wanted to. But our relationship is strong enough that I trust that's not going to happen. That is empowering not only for myself, but for our relationship. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick for anybody who might be struggling with that. On the other side of that hurdle is a grandiose place. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's a good example. So I'm going to leave that there. Uh, yeah, that's good. Now, another thing that we need to touch on that we spoke about backstage is the last resort effect. 
of marriage counseling and why we shouldn't view it as a last resort. So I'll let you speak. Yeah. In the definition that I uh, said early, it was a lot of people use, but I think it's just human nature. Like we think we can do everything ourselves. We think we can do everything. And we're like, oh, I can't do it. Now I need a fix. And then in our, I'll say in our Western society, we want that fix to be quick. Yeah. Not realizing that there was years building up to, or there was plenty building up to where we are now, but now we don't even want to put the equivalent time or effort into reversing that trend, deconstructing that back, seeing what happened, doing the work to make it better and to reconcile. So that is, we would hope that people don't get there. And that's the first time they talk to a couple's therapist. I do like it better that way. A couple's therapist, they don't wait until they're at that resort. But if you do, you really have to have both people be ready that work and not to say that it won't change so one day someone's 100% in and then the next day Mm -hmm. they're 50 but just knowing that it's a process and reflecting on how we got to that space and how much time and effort it took to getting there if we can at least give it that much attention and time I think your therapy will be more reflective and it will be more beneficial and actually get the result that you want if you look at it with the, with the the end in mind and the goal that is going to be long term and it's going to be life changing. If you're looking for a quick fix, sometimes it works, but most of the time with things that are important, it doesn't. But yeah, I'll let you speak on uh, your thoughts on that. Yeah, man, I promised I was going to bring this up and so I'm going to insert it right here about business mindset. It's something that I work on consistently because I know that as a business owner, I need to change the person I am to be successful in business. And the more books I read on the topic, the more podcasts I listen to on the topic, the more I realize that the business mindset kind of reflects itself in in my developing mindset on marriage. Okay, so I'll just explain that a little bit. I'm just not really trying to book drop here, but just to use the title of the book, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. You dive into that book and you start to realize, man, I'm willing to do all this work to figure out how to problem solve. As we mentioned, is it a skill set you can learn in marriage counseling? You you do that for your business. Why wouldn't you be willing to do that Mm -hmm. for your marriage? And so that all goes to say that our marriages, whether we really see it or not, do need maintenance. So once you get to that point where you're at your last resort, it becomes much tougher to recover back to a healthy marriage if you've, for lack of better words, neglected it to that last resort point. Like again, just referring back to the business, you wouldn't or shouldn't neglect your business. If you do, it'll fall apart. You'll start finding holes where you're bleeding money here and there. Expenditures rise and you haven't compensated with increased revenue. All these things, similar holes can pop up in your marriage and it it doesn't deserve a patch. It deserves a fix. I don't see I don't see a patch as a fix. If you're if you're doing your preventative maintenance, you will have an easier time 
of solving your problems. You will have an easier time of talking to your wife. And one of my uh, best friends that I actually work with in his experience tells me that he is the better communicator in his marriage. And that's foreign to me. So I love to talk to him about it. But that's just to say that you know, communication is such a huge thing. And it's something that I have to be mindful of, especially in an argument, in just the way that I speak to my wife in good or bad times. You have to be mindful of how is this going to be heard by her? Oh, my goodness. How your children see you interact with your wife. What are they learning? All of these things can come up in marriage counseling. And I feel like it can be a safe place. It is a safe place, but you have to have that mindset of that. This is a safe place for me to not only get out my things, but to also hear reflected back to me what I've said hear and understand what my wife is saying, if she has any issues and bringing all of these things to light. Yeah. I, I, as you were speaking, I couldn't help thinking of using the car metaphor as well. You put gas in it regularly, you change the filters, you change the oil and any good mechanic will tell you, do those things. Your car will basically last forever, change the fluids and when they're supposed to and, and you're good to go. But if you don't and you start to hear things, but you don't see anything, you may smell something. You're like, oh, it's fine. Sooner or later, you're going to be on the side of the road. And at that point, that goes from a 30 to 60 dollar oil change. If you don't change your oil ever goes to your engine is blown and that's <laughs> multiple thousand dollar fix. Right. And that you don't want to be at the engine blown phase. You want to be at the <laughs> 30 to 60 dollar oil change and to just get that or the tune up maybe seven to fifteen hundred dollars but that it's not buying a new car you know what i mean right. so if you can do those make those appropriate allotments and invest in your marriage this is investment and if one of you think that you should go i feel like your spouse should honor that and get to it i know a lot of times people be like no nah, i don't want to go anywhere i don't want anyone in my business blah 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 but hopefully, as we spoke today, you'd feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that they are not allowed to say anything, but also it's their job is that. So they have a lot of tools, a lot of tricks. They've done the research. They know how to talk to people. They've seen a lot. They've had a lot of experience. So it's a safe space to go. And I would say, just like I said earlier, six months to annual check-ins with someone to have an outside perspective, if nothing, just to have the conversation about what your goals for the year are mm. and why they are that, that can be something. So it doesn't even have to be a problem right. or an issue. It can just be something. How can we be better at accomplishing our goals this year? Or how can we better communicate what we want this year? Those are things that can help. If you think of them as like coaches, like every, not every coach, not every coach says something the same way, but the effect is for the team to win. So that marriage counselor is for the we, the the us team, you know what I mean? And they will coach you, help you, give you tools, push you to be better, but also point out where you, you may need to grow. And that's what a good coach does. So I'll let you speak if you had a coaching analogy that's better than that. All I was going to say is, and I'm going to get real close to the mic here, every professional athlete has a coach. Think on it. Yeah, let's leave that there. <laughs> <Period>. <laughs> Man, if you want to be successful, get a coach, get a mentor. We think it so easily when it comes to business. Yeah, I need a business mentor. There's someone doing what I want to do 
I need to follow them or follow in their footsteps. And I'm going to talk to them and ask them all the advice that I can so my business can be successful. So I can take the shortcuts and not make the mistakes that maybe they made or, you know what I'm trying to say. Why don't we do the same thing in our marriages? Vulnerability. I'll give you answers, even though it's rhetorical. Vulnerability and the stigma behind therapy and counseling, period. I think that is it. The more we put a label of therapy on it, I think people got people get hesitant Mm-hmm. Even though they may have had someone speaking to their life that wasn't a counselor and giving air quotes and giving them advice and just people that they spoke. But a lot of us nowadays don't even take the time to have someone or give someone that space to speak on our marriage. So it, so I think it's safe, not safer, but it's easier to find someone that's has the experience that we know has the experience and that we know will be confidential and we can go to a therapist. But if you have someone that gives valid advice and can help you on your marriage, by all means, you can talk to them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, They can help you. They can counsel you without the title. But as long as they have what you need, they can pour into your marriage as well. Yeah. And as I'm putting it together in my mind, I feel like, what I'm hearing is from the business mindset, we as men are able to approach it as I don't know what I don't know and I need to go learn. And in our marriage, I think if we took that same mindset as I don't know what I don't know, I need to learn a couple tactics to better manage my anger, better be able to listen in the times where I am angry and set that aside because I know I actually need to put my wife first in order for my marriage to be successful, whatever the case may be, but approaching it from not a mindset that I need to be fixed, but a mindset that I just need to learn because I don't know what I don't know. Might make it easier for some folks to say, you know what? Yeah, let's go talk to somebody. Yeah, that's perfect. Look at it as you don't know what you don't know and you're going to gain the tools to, to take care of that. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to touch on? Cause we're running up on our time limit here. We've got about another minute. No, I think it's, I think you, that was a great way to end it. Just be ready to do the work. Mm. Just like when you figure out that you don't know something and you need to learn it, be ready to put in the work to learn it. And to apply it as soon as you can, even if it's in small batches, you're not going to have a PhD in this subject that you just picked up. Example, my wife was talking about a conversation she was having with my daughter about communication and saying the right thing, doing the right thing. And my daughter was having a hard time because she puts she has an expectation to master everything the first time she did it. And she's eight. (laughs) My, My wife was like. She was like, in in the concept of communicating, you've literally only been talking for six years. But then if you want to put it into context of understanding how it makes people feel and, you know, how to communicate, that's really only been a couple of years. Like you can't, you know, expect yourself to excel right now. So if we look at that mindset, like you're not going to conquer everything the right way every time as a husband. And if you go through, but knowing that you're doing the work and you're striving through that and communicating with your wife, that that self-awareness, like, I know I'm not the best, but I'm trying and there's going to be some stumbles, but I'm here for it. 
And I think that would definitely be beneficial for your relationship. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I don't think there's anything left to be said. Matter of fact, there's a lot to be left to say, but or there's a lot left to be said. But you're gonna have to come back. You can come back right. to the next Not episode. Right. You can leave a comment and ask any questions you have. Let us know what you'd like us to talk on next. We encourage your engagement and would love to hear from you. Obviously, that would help the podcast get some traction. So please do what you do. Hit like. Hit the bell notification and drop a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Ask a question or we are trying to create a community. So if you have any advice or some things that you've gone through and you've figured out something that works for you, leave it in the comments. We would love for you guys to share amongst yourselves because that's the purpose of this for us to all be better. So for myself, Brian, I would love to thank you for listening. And again, this is Paul. We always appreciate your time, taking your time out of your day to hear us talk. So we appreciate it. All right. We will catch you next time. Bye.